the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. Got a very special guest for you today from the Phoenix, Arizona area, specifically the West Valley of Phoenix, Juan Grimaldo with the Grimaldo Group. How are you, Juan? Terrific. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, wonderful, beautiful area. You know, I, uh, as most of my listeners know, I, I, I moved from Arizona out to uh, Florida, to the West Palm Beach area. And I miss it a lot of the times. And, and when I talk to folks like you, Juan, I miss it even more. <laughs> <laughs> right? The weather here is nice, and I'm sure you guys can enjoy your weather up there too. So I well, feel like Florida is one just, of my favorite places. Yeah, I'd sell you this humidity any day though. But no, <laughs> it's not too bad. I love it. I, I love being by the ocean. But I always said when I lived in Arizona, you know what? I'm only a few hours from Rocky Point. You know, I can drive to the ocean, I can drive to the mountains and ski, and then I can live in wonderful, warm bliss the rest of the year. So, so tell me, Juan, were you the typical, you know, six-year-old tugging at your, uh, your dad's pant leg saying, hey, I want to be in real estate when I get older, dad? No, probably no not. No clue. <laughs> yeah, no clue. No, most people do mm -hmm. not. So how'd you get started? Takes me back to 2005. I was working for Chase Bank. I got into Chase as a banker. And in the three months that I, when I started, they trained us. It was three months of intense training to do loans, investments. We got our, our uh, securities licenses. And I became fascinated with the financial world. So I learned how to do loans. At the time, I, I worked at Chase for about a year. After a year, I realized that it wasn't paying enough. I already had my two little girls. So I left to work at a construction company, which I, I met a person through the bank that got me a job there and it was paying me twice as much. So it was a financial decision, but going from Chase to construction, uh, at this point, I, I had already purchased my first home. I was 24 years old. And the person who helped me purchase that house reached out to me and says, well, I heard you left the bank and I, would, I, I wanted to see if you're interested in selling mortgages. And I said, what does that look like? You know, I did loans for the bank, but I had no clue what, how the other world side, you know, worked. Yeah. So I took the challenge. I learned. And I'm, the reason I joined him is because when I was trying to buy my house, I knocked on so many doors and nobody would open. Like nobody wanted to help me because that was the worst case scenario for any, for any lender. I had bad credit. I had low income. I was job hopping. And I was just a nightmare. So, but this guy took the time, showed me, and and for that reason, it became interesting to me. Obviously, the money portion, right? It was it was very lucrative. Uh, yet, I got really, really drawn to it because of the opportunity to help others, like in my situation, that couldn't own a home or didn't know what it meant to own a home or how to get to own a home. Did you buy your first home then? I mean, is that what happened? Was it for investment purposes or for you to live in the home? It was my primary residence. I bought my house back in two thousand and four. The market was crazy like it was a few months ago. But yeah, I bought my first house. We, uh, we rented for three years when we got married. And I told my wife, our goal is to get our first home as soon as possible. And that was the soonest we could get into a house, three years into our marriage. And, and I was 24 years old, bought my first home as a, re a primary residence. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So at what point did you decide, hey, you know what? Loans, not going to do them. Construction industry, not going to do it. I'm going to go and start my own real estate investment team. Well, the way how it started is, so I was doing uh, loans and then I saw the other side where you go out, see houses and yeah. it looked interesting. You know, I'm a real typical real estate agent. You know, I get distracted very easily. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so I'm like, I think that sounds better than chasing paper. You know, like it, it became uh, something that I, I was drawn to and I started, I got my license in 07 and then you know what happened after that, the market crash, sure. right? So I got my license in 2007. I started practicing real estate not knowing what I was getting into. And however, I feel like that was a blessing in disguise because I went through the whole crash, doing short sales, working with some investors. Uh, I was still working. I didn't quit my job until 2011, but real estate, I actually fell, fell in love with the, with the trade and, and learned a lot through, during those challenging times to, to the point where I'm, I'm, I now have a team of agents and, and a staff members, which is, has been a blessing uh, you know, since. So 2011 is when I went in full-time and, and got and got serious about real estate. Well, congratulations, man. It sounds like it was the right move. Definitely. I mean, I tried to do real estate several times, uh, yet I quit about three times. And the third time, the broker says, Juan, you're going to go back to work again? Like you've done it before. Just stick with it. You know, at the time I was super generic. I had no idea how to upload a picture into an email. Uh, I, was, I was super ignorant with technology. I was borrowing the office computer for about a year. Right. So I go in on 2011. I burned the bridge. I, I can't go back. And I went in and, and the first year I made like $25,000 in commissions, which was, you know, mediocre. However, for me, it was, it was good. You know, I made it. <laughs> and right. The next year got better. And then, you know, from there it grew. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you say uh, the Grimaldo group, obviously it conjures up a team. So tell me about your team a little bit. You know, what, what is involved in your team? Is it all, all agents? Do you have an ops manager or how does that work? So the, the team came to me because of necessity. We started growing. I was doing big deals here and there and I was growing so much that I couldn't handle everybody. Right. So I was having some agents in the office help me out and I was giving them a commission to, or part of my commission to help me out with, with the clients. So as things progressed, I went into a different brokerage. I was with Century 21 at the time. Then I went with the boutique brokerage for, for about three years. And I, I was getting to the point where my growth was kind of outgrowing me, which I had no clue how to handle. So I bought this amazing website where I was getting leads. And I, I had a team, but I didn't know what to do with it. So when I got the website, I went to different seminars. And, and in all these seminars, the instructors were Keller Williams agents. And it, and, I, and it caught my attention. I'm like, what are they doing over there that is different, right? How, how are these right. guys so successful? How, do they, how does it seem that they have everything put together and it looks so seamless, right? Like these guys know what they're talking about. They're doing real estate at a professional level, which I wanted to be at because I was doing, you know, I was a professional realtor. So I started digging and then I looked and, and then, you know, I realized that there's actually a system to follow, right? Which I'm like, oh my gosh, there's been a freaking wheel there. And I've been trying to chase one, create one when the recipe is right there. Do we have the recipe perfect yet? No, but we do have a team. We have nine agents. We have uh, five staff members, which are the ops managers. We have a database team. And then we have um, a girl, uh, we have VAs. So they're in Mexico. I have a team down there and they basically make notes while I'm making phone calls so that I can be more effective with my dials. Nice, man. That's not, that's a machine, my friend. That's a machine. Good to hear yes. it. So we talked about how you got started. 
we talked about your team now. So let's talk about the future. I mean, what is the one-year, three-year model look look like for the Grimaldo team? What are, what are some of your goals for the next one to three years? So for next year, our unit count is uh, we want to do 200 units. This year we did 120. Last year we did the previous year we did 140, but you know the shift kind of hit us hit us all. Yeah. And our goal is to to reach the 200 units so that we can be in about 2.5 in GCI. We have lots of dreams in the works, so that's that's our goal for for this coming year, 200 units. Yeah, that's a great goal though, fantastic goal. What are you looking at? Uh, that that's literally uh, I'm doing the math in my head, but about a 70 percent increase. So that'd be fantastic. Not a lot of people can do that, so I you know I wish you well on that, and definitely like to hear about that in the future so how do you garner the majority of your new customers you got a pretty large team so i'm sure they're all hustling pretty hard they work pretty hard or you wouldn't have them on the team you got to do the work right right uh, how are you guys uh pulling leads and and finding you know a lot of folks move to to the valley whether it's west side it doesn't matter where it is a lot of people move to arizona every year how are you guys going about finding those folks I think you have to be proactive and, and my business in reality is mostly my database. Uh, most of my business comes from my database. We just partnered up with 72 sold recently, which has been a huge boost in the last month. We've increased our market share quite a bit. Yet most of our business for the last, you know, since I've got into the business, it's been generic people that have worked with us, referrals. And we started doing open houses this last year because we were able to now after the market yeah. kind of cooled off a little bit. But most of our business comes from, from our sphere. And, and the yeah. people that we know. We are huge on, on Facebook. We're always posting and sharing and um, we're very active there. So that's another, it keeps us you know, relevant out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have to know during the, during COVID, you know, even though home sales didn't really fall too much, uh, but, but the way we sold houses changed, right? So, you know, out in the West Valley, were you guys doing a lot of online open houses, things of that nature, or was it, you know, how, how did things work during COVID? I, I guess that's the basic question for you guys. We were in the we we're, we're in the Wild West. So uh, honestly, we were shut down for a couple of weeks. Then after that, things didn't go back to normal, but they kind of kind of did here. Like everything was open. We were just taking precautions and, and showing right. homes. Like it got it got cold for like two weeks. You know, two weeks we just shut down, nothing happening. And yeah. it's like they turned the faucet off and then it came back on and it was just crazy. We were busy again selling homes. Yeah, yeah, that's like Florida. Same here. I mean, uh, we, we don't follow many rules here in Florida. And, and I know living in Arizona, it really is the Wild West. That's something we could talk about moving. I used to always say I lived in Dallas before that most of my adult life. And they always say, oh, in Dallas, well, a bunch of cowboys and everything. And I'm like, nah, it's very suburban, you know. And then I moved to Arizona. And I go, that's the Wild West. You know, yeah. it really is uh, just just a different group of people, but a, but a wonderful place. Uh, exactly. So let me ask you this, Juan. If I had a magic wand, let's say, and I could say, Juan, I'm going to fix any of your problems on a day-to-day -day basis. What are some of the things that you incur, you know, as far as not necessarily struggles, but just things you would like to see better or different in your business? And I could help you with that. What might they be? I think it's... Uh... I don't know if you can appreciate this, but I'm uh, being a team leader. You kind of go on your own and you do your own thing and you, you know, you succeed and you do things at a high level without hesitation. Right. And having the team members kind of follow that. It's, it's one of the challenges that I think as team leaders we have is 
having those around you, you know, buy your 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 idea to to do the things you do. Like they think I'm crazy because I get up at four in the morning. Uh, I go hiking on the weekends. I go do yeah. yoga Fridays. You know, all these things that we that we do is I think the most challenging part is is kind of selling them into the the idea that hey, your success, the only person in front of you that is tramping that success or that is not or preventing you from get uh, that success is you. And, and and it's just like, sometimes it's a little frustrating, you know, because it's like, yeah. it's right there. It's simple. Just follow just the wheel, right? We were talking about earlier about reinventing the wheel. You don't have to, man. I'm here. This is all right. you do. It's simple, consistent work daily. And I think the consistency is one of the, one of the things where we mostly, we all fail. I'm not going to say I'm hundred percent consistent, right. but I'm I'm up there in those numbers in the 90% range, you know, like I sure. do the same thing, just having those habits and building yeah, good, them. Good work habits and instilling that in your team, you got to be a good coach, right? I mean, uh, at the end of the day, they're only going to function as part of however you function, you know? And so I would say to them, because I admire people like yourself and, and, and myself, as far as getting up at four in the morning, five in the morning. Uh, man, if you're getting up at uh, 7.30 and rolling in the office at 9, half the day is over, right? I mean, uh, all, all that ancillary work that comes along with real estate can get done at that time, even though everybody else may not be ready for it. You're, you're prepped, ready to go uh, the minute they fire that gun, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's like you are so ahead of the, of the game. Like, you know, I get up at 4 in the morning. I have time to read. I'm reading while I'm getting ready to go to the gym. By the time I get to the gym, I, I'm, you know, I read a little bit more. I'm doing my workout or maybe go to a class. By eight o'clock, I'm already meditated, uh, read, right. exercised, and, and you're ready to go. Like you say, you know, that's, that, that gun goes off and you already have three hours ahead of everybody else. Right. It's, ama it's amazing, you know, if you, if you do all that and say you go into the office and you're already on call number whatever by nine o'clock, you know, you've already got three appointments set up. And then that there's always that one guy or gal that's rolling in with their Starbucks, you know, that's like, oh man, I got to get a deal done. You know, I got to get a deal done. And you're like, I got three deals done, you know? 100%. And it's like, you raised your hand. You said, I got the recipe right here. But do they, but sometimes they just don't want to, well, don't want to uh, use it. So that begs the next question, Juan, in growing your team. And that's what most listeners, you know, especially the ones that are realtors that, that want to know what's the recipe for finding good team members? I mean, how do you vet people? I mean, if you're in the growth stage right now, if you're looking for other realtors to join your organization, what is part of your vetting process? Uh, that's it. We have a screening process, which is the this profile. And then we have another profile, uh, which tells us basically what their strengths are so that we can fit them okay. in, either fit or not fit in the team. And sometimes I cheat because I like people and that's why I took myself away from that position. <laughs> I and, like that. And I have my, my ops manager take care of that because I like anybody and everybody. And then I bring people to my world that then I don't know how to, you know, how do that's I get hilarious. out of here? That's hilarious. Hey, you're an honest guy, man. He goes, sometimes I cheat. I just like them. You know, what else? Hey, but that's part of it, right, Juan? I mean, likability. We're in the business of people liking us. They buy us. Uh, yeah, I always say, I think I may have said it at the top of the show before we went on, facts tell, stories sell. And, you know, if you've got a good story about yourself, I can sit here and tell you facts all day. And you may judge me on those facts or you may decide on those facts. But at the end of the day, it's who I am, the personality and how we mesh. And I think that's important that you do vet that team out. Are you still in the growth cycle? I mean, if any listeners are 
in the area that are looking maybe make that move? Are you in the hiring cycle to bring people on your team? Definitely. We are always looking for talent. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to make sure is that we have a platform for them to join in and have a path to follow. Because I don't know if you can appreciate this, but when we come in and get our license, we get out of the real estate school, we pay the bill, we get the license, and then what, right? Yeah. Grab, grab the phone book that, like they used to, uh, right. or get into uh, the database, start calling. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of training that goes behind the scenes. So we like to uh, invite people to our world that are willing to do the hard things, that, that are willing to do the work. And right now we haven't been soliciting any business. We haven't been uh, out there recruiting heavily. Yet this coming year, we will need it. Like I said, we partner with, with this company that is bringing a ton of business. So we need to make sure that we're able not only to deliver on our promise to, to get those clients uh, their home sold, but we also want to make sure that we bring the right talent, the right people to make sure that those transactions get done you know, the way they should. Yeah, that's fantastic. So Juan, if, if somebody wanted to uh, get in touch with you, how would they reach you? There's many ways. I mean, my phone number, I can, if I, if it's okay, I'll share yeah. it here uh, with yeah, you guys. It's 480-365-8346. And then we have our, our Facebook, which is the Grimaldo Group. We have Instagram, which is the Grimaldo Group. We are uh, on Google everywhere. So you guys can find us and uh, reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to have you if you're interested in building a, a great career in real estate. It's a beautiful industry. Yeah, it really is. So here we are, you know, kind of rounding out the show, Juan, and I always like to give you the last one or two minutes to kind of share what, what's ever on your mind or your heart. It can be about business. It can be about your family, the holidays, whatever it might be. Take us out and, and share some wisdom you have for us. I think that as realtors, we, we, uh, we got into this business because of the money, because of the opportunity to make money. Yet we have an opportunity to touch people in many which ways and help them create wealth. And that's our, our, our model. We, we help families create wealth through home ownership. And I feel like we have a good opportunity, not only for ourselves, for our clients, our families to, to grow in every which way. This, this business and industry has shown me that the sky's the limit and, and you can go so far, as far as you want or as, you know, as close as you want to. So if you're out there and wanting to do whatever it is that you want to do to live this life that you got, you know, we got a, a dash and like from 1990 and whatever until 2000, right. whatever. And, you know, you choose what you want to do with it. And I say, if you're going to do something, do something great, do it with all your heart. Just don't leave, don't, don't leave with any regrets when you, when you get to the end. And that's great sage advice, Juan. I love it. I love it. Well, I definitely you. like to check in with you over the next three, six, nine months, see how things are going. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Juan Grimaldo, CEO of the Grimaldo Group, West Valley in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Juan, have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I look forward to talking to you again. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody and to you as well. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Thank you, Juan.